Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Nayel, how are you? I'm good, Michaela. How are you? I'm good. Today we're here for a new episode of Slim Radio News. It's a beautiful sunny day. Quite enjoying it. And you? Yeah, very much so. Had a lovely cycle in today. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. I also need to start cycling more now. I have no more excuses. No, avoid. you don't. You don't. And in fact, soon it will be time to swim everywhere in the canals. Oh, God, no, that's something I will never do. No, I'm sorry. Why not? It's gross. It's disgusting. I've, I've heard that the canal water is actually very, is really quite clean. Yeah, it Amsterdam. gives you like um, palliative powers. How do you say? Like it cures your, your illnesses. Does it? No. Oh, it's not like Lourdes or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although if you take some of the, um, some of the truffles here, you might also see our lady the virgin yeah <laughs> I, I, I can imagine that yeah but the canal out here is disgusting outside of the radio so yeah but to be fair that's because recently an entire wall collapsed into it yeah that, that's also that's so also let's be fair come on let's yeah. not go slinging slinging canal mud right, where yeah. it's not you know <laughs> you're right well today we have a lot of um, cool news and we're starting with a uh, actual fun news about sperm okay <laughs> so i have a question for you if you were a woman and you had to take sperm from a country to have a baby, which country would you choose to? Which father would you choose for your baby? Like, Well, and it's not, it's not just that I live here and I want to pay my respects to my hosts, but something has to be said for the height and the beauty of the Dutch people. True. true. Um, so I think I'd be happy with a nice Dutch baby. <laughs> and some Dutch sperm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. But actually, um, this might be what we have in the future because apparently sperm fertility is decreasing dramatically. Really? And since uh, like the 1973, it has decreased by 59% according to research. But this is in the West. So the research was not conducted in other areas. So so that means that the average man in the West, his sperm count has dropped by 59%. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Why? Well, they say that it might be for chemicals in food, plastic, uh, pollution, obesity, and also weed. So I smoke a lot of weed. Right, (laughs) right. And cigarettes, I imagine, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a bit concerned. But then people were also smoking a lot in the 70s. True. But it might, so it might be all the other stuff. I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? All of these, we hear a lot about the... um, the microplastics increasingly being found in our bodies and in our foods yeah. and everything like that. And it sounds horrible. No one likes the idea of a pollutant running around your bloodstream. Oh, no. But I guess we've never really connected it to Fertility. a consequence. Yeah. yeah. It, it It's actually probably that's the fault. Uh, I read on The Guardian, it was uh, the other day. And also um, I was thinking, oh my God, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> This happens all the time. This is the weird denial. I see. see. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not only... Uh, it's not only your sperm count, it's also your <laughs> brain. I don't even have a sperm. Um, but also on women, it says that it could be bad, so... What, for their uh, fertility as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I was going to say that also they attribute this to phone, like that you keep your phone in the pocket, maybe. And oh, that really? I always waves. thought that was a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, right, same. But some research say that maybe that's true, but there is not a real consensus around it, so... Right, Don't okay. keep your phones in your pocket front pocket no and actually maybe it's just that if you're listening to really bad music on spotify or your sperm die (laughs) yeah but so you just got to make sure to listen to good quality music. yeah every time there is a spotify commercial uh, yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, a bit of our future dissolves um a question 59 percent is quite 
a big drop yeah. since the 70s, that feels like it won't be long until we hit zero. Yeah, exactly. It says that it's going to hit zero. But I think that this a bit of an apocalyptic view might yeah. be a bit exaggerated because yeah. it says in fourth year it will be zero, but yeah. I don't think so. And uh, also it was only conducted in the West, so could be that yeah. in other areas of the world, like Asia, Africa, Latin America, it might not actually be like that, you know. And maybe this is a good thing. We know that overpopulation, you know, we are currently using too much of the earth. Yeah. It's not sustainable. There are too many of us in, in really frank yeah. terms. So maybe having a bit of restriction in how many kids are going to be born could be. could be a good thing. Unless you get to the point of zero, True. in which case we're facing collapse. Yeah, but, you know, you never see humans as an endangered species. But there in the article it said human might be the next endangered species. But I think that's not what's going to happen. My riposte would be to that is that I've read many articles recently which have spoken about the enormous extinction event that's that we're currently facing exactly. with loads of insects and mammals and birds and fish. So I can almost guarantee that we won't be the next species <laughs> to go extinct. Yeah. <laughs> there are about like 10,000 before there us. There are a lot more so before us, no yeah. Worries. Not that that's a good thing either, but um, there's no immediate worry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's move on to the to the next news. I don't know if you've heard about what's happening in Saudi Arabia now with the United Saudi States. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, should we do a quick reminder of the of background? Course, yeah. yeah. So October 2018, Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who was a massive critic of the of Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabian regime, was brutally murdered and dismembered in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. I remember that day. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It had long been suspected that this had been ordered directly by Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince and heir to the throne of Saudi Arabia. Now, Joe Biden has authorised the release of a US intelligence report which says he ordered it. There's, wow. The evidence is strong. They are calling it. There is no doubt in their minds um, that this was an ordered murder by the head of state of Saudi Arabia on an American journalist. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I also, sorry, this is a funny thing, but um, Mohammed bin Sal Salaham, Sa Salman, MBS, right? It MBS. reminds me of IBS, the irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. To me, I just hear that when I hear his name. And to many people, I think they have a similar relationship with him that they would with their own IBS. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's super interesting. It is super interesting. So, you know, this is, this is in its very simplest form, a, an American journalist was murdered by, on the orders of the head of state of another country. Yeah. You would expect a very strong reaction from the country of that journalist, America. Yeah. There hasn't been. Joe Biden has essentially said he did it but we cannot punish him for it because diplomatically Saudi Arabia is too important. Oh, wow. But wait, this report was also out when Trump was in the presidency. It, it was, just it did was not known. release it. It was known. Trump didn't release it because Trump is, I mean, can I swear? Yes. He's a cold motherfucker. <laughs> and 
he didn't care because he hates Iran more than he hates Saudi Arabia. So true. Yeah. And Saudi Arabia is the biggest counterweight in terms of power in the Middle East to Iran. And Trump was willing to keep him uh, to keep Saudi Arabia backed at any cost. And there's also the other things. They make a lot of money selling weapons and stuff to Saudi Arabia. True. Didn't want to cut off that kind of um, very lucrative line either. But Biden um, is doing what he can I think, and this might be controversial. So, yeah. okay, okay. Why didn't Biden do more? Good question. Yes. First of all, Saudi Arabia is the biggest exporter of oil in the world. Absolutely true. Right? Yeah. If you put sanctions, harsh sanctions, the price of oil goes up. That's yeah. how that works. And that spells a lot of trouble, not just for America, but for most of the West. All of our cars rely on the oil. Suddenly at the petrol pump, when you go to fill up your car, the price of petrol well, has jumped. We could then buy it from Venezuela and solve another crisis in another country. Good idea. <laughs> we'll put that forward. But they, if they, if they, maybe they haven't thought of that one either yet. Yeah. Maybe because of the whole, the whole thing yeah, with uh, Maduro. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so there's that. There's also the fact that uh, they rely on Saudi Arabia for intelligence. So for the last 20 years now, America's number one priority in the world has been preventing terrorism and trying to at least its stated aim. Saudi Arabia is very important for that. It's right in the geographically, it's right in yeah. the middle of it. But also in terms of intelligence, there are a lot of Saudi Arabian operatives who are working within these terrorist organizations, either as spies or because they've been drawn into them. Sure. And there is essentially a lot of intelligence to be gathered there. And America has come to really rely on Saudi Arabia for that information. And then there's also money. They sell a lot of weapons and a lot of other stuff to Saudi Arabia and they don't want to miss out on that revenue. So there are lots of reasons why Biden can't be harsher. Um, but there's one thing that I think is really interesting that I want to kind of segue into and that's Yemen. Yemen, yeah, sure. So this war is going on in Yemen. Um, mm -hmm. Again, the background to that is there are a group of rebels in Yemen called the Houthis. They're backed by Iran. Yeah. About seven years ago, the Houthis overthrew the government in Yemen, which was backed by Saudi Arabia. The government was like, Saudi Arabia, come and help us. And they were like, we will. So they have put together a coalition of Sunni countries. Um, who have we got in that? The Bahrain, Emirates, yeah. Egypt, Jordan, Kuwait, Morocco, Qatar. They have all banded together with this coalition to yeah. fight the Houthis in Yemen. And people are dying, man. I mean, Yemen is a horrendous war. It's seven years now. Thousands and thousands of people have died. So many are either in famine or on the brink of yeah. famine. And the level of destruction, it, it's been called by many groups the worst humanitarian crisis yeah, in the world right now. And it's one that we just don't hear about. And when you do hear about it, you wonder like, well, how can the US... So the US has just said that it will stop selling offensive weapons to Saudi Arabia. But take the UK, which for a long time has been responsible for about 20% of Saudi Arabian weapons. Mm -mm. They're still selling them. And they've recently come out and said, we will keep selling them. That's crazy. And the question is why? You know, you see this humanitarian crisis. I mean, and I agree that the groups who have accused the UK government of being morally bankrupt for authorising continued sales of weapons that are going to be used against people in Yemen, I agree, that is morally bankrupt. But at the same time, countries are rational. So you have to ask why. And 
the answer to that is also brutally simple, is that the Houthis in Yemen are going to be backed by Iran, right? If, yeah. if they have full control of Yemen, that means they are on the border with Saudi Arabia, within range, with missiles that they can use to attack Saudi Arabia. Yeah, They can take out uh, oil, they can take out water plants, water desalination plants. They can basically cripple Saudi Arabia. And if you cripple Saudi Arabia, you have an Iran that comes to dominate the Middle East. The West doesn't want that. And so they continue to back Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah, of course, especially the UK doesn't really have a good relationship with Iran after the old coup d'etat in the 50s and everything. Sure, so it's been a, it's a long and bloody and messy history, history between yeah. these guys. Um, but this is super sad because who is paying the price? Not the single country head of the state, but it's like as ever, millions it's, it's of the people. like children in Yemen that are dying and that are fucking... Yeah struggling with hunger and yeah. yeah it's illnesses covid and then this whole thing you know yeah it's awful and it seems that everyone is in this for as long as it takes saudi yeah. arabia initially didn't think this war would take that long it's been seven years and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon it's, it's insane it's crazy it it's, is crazy it's just like a game between big powers but yeah, it just makes me really angry to think about it. Right, you know? that's exactly it. It's chess. These guys are it's playing chess. chess yeah. And we are left there. Not, We are not told the thought process that leads to the move of a pawn or a knight or whatever. We just watch it happen. And we don't have any yeah. control over it. Yeah. No matter the consequences. Um, so, more good news. Yeah, this is crazy. And also Italy used to sell weapons to Saudi Arabia until a few months ago because we had a German factory in Sardinia producing weapons that then were sold to Saudi Arabia. Right. But And this was good for us because in the constitution you can't sell weapons to a um, country in war. Right. But because it was another country's factory, I think we could do it. Right. So we, we found a way to escape, you know, right. this kind but of... But then, and, and Germany banned it, right? They were like... This yeah, is it. Exactly. We no longer want yeah. anything that we make to be involved in this war. Yeah, but then, yeah, we still had some stuff, but now it's uh, definitely over. And it's interesting how everyone suddenly in the West is waking up and after seven years saying, oh, maybe it's a bit bad, you yeah. know, to support Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But still, Saudi Arabia is the winner because, yeah, they want some weapons to them, but they're of still going to support and, them. And, you know, like, I don't, you know, these these are big gestures, but at the same time, Saudi Arabia's weapons, 90% of them come from two countries, the US and the UK. Yeah. It's very easy for Germany or Italy or France to say, we're not going to do it anymore because it's immoral. And they know if they agree with the UK and the US that they need to help Saudi Arabia, the West needs to help Saudi Arabia win mm -hmm. to keep Iran weak or to yeah. stop it from getting stronger, then they can just wash their hands of it and let the US and the UK carry on. Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy yeah. politically. But um yeah, super something sad. super sad and something to be angry about, I think. Yeah. There are a lot of things to be angry about at the at the moment in the world. And I don't want to promote being too angry all the time because God knows it wears you down. But if <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be angry about something, I think this deserves your your yeah. ire. Totally agree, totally agree. But let's move on to the next news. And the last news is about Germany because the AfD party, which means uh, alternative for Germany. Yes. What a name. Right? Yeah. So they're being put under surveillance now. Uh -huh. They are in the opposition uh, right. to Merkel government. Yeah. And they're under surveillance because they're far right, too much far right. So 
They're a bit worried, especially because they supported Trump during the Capitol Hill riots. Right. So they gave him the support to the riots. And then the German parliament was like, fuck no, we don't want another shit show that already happened in Germany. Absolutely, you know? yeah. They don't want to repeat history, whatever. So it is super interesting because uh, last year there were 32,000 people under surveillance in Germany. Really? Yeah, for Nazi, you know, So that, not, not 32,000 in total, but 32,000 far-right people. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. And 8,000 of them were from AfD. Right. And now there are going to be basically 20,000 more, 25,000 more from AfD because the whole party is going to be under surveillance. So it's crazy. And this party gained 13% at the 2017 election. But they're just very far right because, you know, they're anti-immigration, anti-EU. Merkel took in like 1.5 million immigrants in the past year. So they really hate that. And yeah, yeah it's really interesting to see how this is going to fall because Merkel is about to step down. So what's going to happen after I she leaves? Know. You know, her personality is gigantic. She... Yeah, she's she dominates Germany. She, she, dominates, she represents yeah. Germany in so many ways. But I mean, okay, let's talk about free speech here and yeah. the right to privacy. Does joining a political party, which is, a, is no matter how much you hate them or you might disagree with their politics, they have seats in the in uh, the German parliament, don't they? Yeah, they do. So they are established. Yeah. Is supporting a political party in Germany enough to get you watched by the state? I don't know. I think that already if the state is telling you that they are watching you, it's not that bad. It's right, you're right. You're right? right? Like, yeah. I think it, it's just like a, not even a threat. It's like, okay, I'm watching you, so be careful with what uh, you're be doing. Good. You know, Behave. Be good, yeah. yeah. Because what they're doing is bad, so avoid saying, let's riot the parliament or whatever. Yeah. So that's definitely a bit easier than being spied on without knowing. Yeah. I think that would be really bad if they would do that. So that's the that's the argument of there's nothing wrong with being watched unless you're doing something bad. You're not. It's the, you're yeah. not gonna. I don't know. It's like a moral issue. You know, you don't know yeah. where to stand because yeah. then also in Italy we had some far right extremists that were planning like a terrorist attack or something a few months ago, and you know they were being watched. So thank God they were being watched. Otherwise, they could have done it. And it's the thing of um, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, so you can you can say what you want and people in the AFD can still say what they want. But if they say something that's going to directly push people into doing something crazy, committing a terrorist yeah. act, trying to trying to uh, stage their own version of the, yeah, yeah. the capital invasion, then you need to the state needs to be able to hold you to account for that. Yeah, there need to be consequences. Exactly. And in 1950, in West Germany, also the both the far right and the communist party were banned, you know, because they were both seen as a threat to democracy. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it also depends on who's ruling. And, and you can you can also um, you can appreciate that Germany more than any other country in the world is going to be sensitive to extremism. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. And it's, it's dangerous. It's just putting safeguards to democracy right now. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a very delicate moment. We do. Yeah. But it's also, it, it is still a debate because the purists out there will question the authority of a, go of a government to pry on private citizens, yeah, that's even true. ones who haven't done anything wrong. And that is, I think in this case, I stand by the idea that 
you just need to make sure that really bad things don't happen. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. It's But just at the same time, the there is there is I think there is still a debate to be had there. Yeah, I think Mer- Merkel can't wait to get the fuck out of there. Like she must be so tired. Oh man. I mean, yeah, she, she needs a holiday. She's been in power since 2005. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. How is that even constitutional? Right. I, I was also wondering about it. I mean, I mean, she keeps getting voted in, right? So it's democratic. Yeah. It's um, but you rarely see that. But I think in Western happen, democracies. Yeah. After her, I feel like everybody wants a piece of that, you know, piece of that fame of the glory. So everybody's gonna try to be the new Merkel. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how Merkel's reputation goes in the ten, twenty years after she leaves. Yeah, because if someone takes over and they and they find out that oh, running Germany is actually really difficult. Oh my God! Yeah, and in fact, running Europe is really difficult. <laughs> I wish we had Angela Merkel back. True, I feel like it would lead to so much instability in the EU, EU itself, in yeah. the European Parliament and, yeah. and all. Oh my God, that's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. But she's stepping down in September, definitely, I think. She's This living, year? Yeah. So, oh, wow. End of an era. End of an era. I'm really curious to see who's going to win. Who's who's even running? I have no idea, but I know that there is a new cha- um, chairman for CDU, the, um, the party. Right. But I don't think that they are going to win. Okay. Well, um, thanks so much, Niall, for joining us. Oh, thanks, Michaela. Our time is over, but um, yeah, enjoy this lovely day of sun with your lovely dog, Patrice. Yeah, I will. You too. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, see you, uh, see everyone next I time. I love that we mention Patrice at every podcast. And stay here. tuned for more news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks Bye. so much. <laughs>